Hello. Thanks for joining us. This is Heartstock Radio, and I'm your host, Carol Murphy. And Clark Grant is in the studio. He's he's done with his six years of being our station manager, and it's a it's a celebrated yet sad moment. And he will be replaced by uh, Daniel Hogan, his sidekick. So we're we're excited for what the future holds for both of them. And thank you so much for all that you've done for the station and Butte in general. I'd like to remind our listeners that you can find us on Facebook. You can also email us at heartstockradio at gmail.com. Today, we have Alyssa Agrifolio, and she is the Senior Manager of Corporate Giving and Events with the New York Football Giants. I know we've had some girly, yes, girly (laughs) shows, several of them in a row, and you were probably wondering, is this all going to be girly stuff? Well, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe it does qualify as girly because our guest is a woman. In just a moment, Alyssa will be with us and tell us all about what she's doing there uh, with the New York Giants. This is Heartstock, and I'm your host, Carol Murphy. We'll be right back. This land was made for you and me. As I went walking that ribbon highway, I saw the this is Heartstock Radio. I'm your host, Carol Murphy. And today our guest is Alyssa Agrifolio. She's with the New York Football Giants. Hi, Alyssa. Hi, Carol. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being our guest on Heartstock. You know, um, we have Jillian to thank, our intern. Some of you have met Jillian uh, via the airways. And um, next week, Jillian will be doing an interview. I think maybe the week, it'll be the week after that. But at any rate, Jillian has a lot of future hopes for her career in the sports industry. So this is very fitting and uh, much appreciated, Jillian, that you found Alyssa for us. Tell our listeners what you're doing there at the New York Giants, Alyssa. Yeah, so um, I I actually I'm entering into my 12th season with the team. It's so hard to believe I've spent my entire career with one organization, but I am so proud to work for such an amazing company, and I truly love what I do. You know, what's that saying? If you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life, and uh, it it really is true in my case. I uh, I actually was lucky enough to have a few different positions with the team. I started out in community relations after graduating from the University of Delaware and then took on a role in the marketing department before making my way back to community relations uh, where my job is today. Um, like you said, the senior manager of corporate giving and events. Um, my role is to manage the philanthropic efforts of the Giants Foundation and assist with the team's charitable initiatives. So I, you know, I bounced around a little from department to department, but overall learned a lot from many different people, many different departments, and managed to squeeze a master's degree in sports administration and an executive certificate in sports philanthropy in there as well. So I I really tried to learn as much as I could and 
challenge myself as best as possible. At, at one point, I was even teaching undergraduate and graduate level courses as an adjunct professor in the sports administration program at Fairleigh Dickinson University, which is a local college in, in my state of New Jersey. So I've done my best to move around the sports industry as much as possible, despite really only working for one team. <laughs> Well, I could see why you'd want to stick around. Did you get your master's while you were working with the team? Yeah, so I I got my master's degree in, I want to say 2013 was when I I graduated from that master's degree program. So it was while I was working with the team. Um, And then the um, executive certificate in sports philanthropy, I got from the George Washington University and I finished that in 2019. And what did you do prior to? the Giants. You mentioned teaching, but it sounds like that might be something that you did simultaneously as well. I did. Yeah. I, I was I was teaching while I was working with the Giants. It was it was a lot. Um, but honestly, working for the Giants was my first job out of college. I graduated in May of 2010 and got hired two months later in July. So I've been with the team ever since. And and honestly, I it's kind of funny. I truly never imagined myself working in sports. I wasn't a sports management or a sports administration major. And, you know, I, I didn't grow up the most athletic person. I, my brother, Michael, got all of the athletic genes. Um, so ending up in, in the sports industry is probably pretty ironic, but here I am. <laughs> what did you major in undergrad? And there must have been something that uh, a, a spark there that the team saw that they wanted to bring you on. Yeah, so my undergraduate major was organizational leadership and this administration. Um, and honestly, I, it really allowed me to take so many different types of courses. And it was one of those things I had no idea what exactly it was that I wanted to do upon graduating from college. I just knew I wanted to have a career that allowed me to help people. And I had taken a class in college that really expanded upon the nonprofit world and it resonated with me so much. So I kind of assumed I'd end up in a role at a nonprofit. My father had always instilled upon our family the importance of giving back and has always been a huge influence on me. So that probably pushed me into this type of career. But growing up in in northern New Jersey, I believed the opportunities were endless with New York City you know, being right in my backyard, but it wasn't really the case uh, following the 2008 economic crisis. I, I graduated in 2010. So I was kind of in a, in a weird spot and I was in panic mode. I was applying for as many jobs as I possibly could until finally, I guess I was just in the right place at the right time. And I got a full-time job with the Giants and I'm incredibly grateful. Yeah. Lucky break, I would say for sure. Um, yeah, and you mentioned your your dad. What what was his role in your life and your career choices? And tell us more about that. Sure. So my like I said, my my dad always instilled upon our family how important it was to give back and do whatever we could to help our community. And he to this day he volunteers his time at a soup kitchen in uh, a, a town. You know about. 20, 25 minutes from where I live. And uh, I've gone with him before and just really see, you know, really seeing him make his mark on on the community. And it made me realize that if I can do that and, and be happy knowing I'm helping people and, and do that every day, I think I would just be so fulfilled in my life. And, you know, my dad is that driving force, you know, behind the support of our family and, and making sure that we're we're happy and we're doing everything we could to, you know, 
to be fulfilled, really. And I think he he totally helped me realize the potential I had to to go out there and and work in an industry that I could give back in. So have you always lived in New Jersey? Sounds like you pretty much grew up there, but is, is that where your family roots are? Yeah, I, my whole entire family pretty much lives in northern New Jersey, which is pretty cool. We're all very close. I did move to Virginia for a couple years growing up for my dad's job. And we're, you know, we moved back to New Jersey and I've been there ever since. Um, I did go to college at the University of Delaware. So spent some years in, in Delaware, some really good years and have been in, in northern New Jersey ever since. Mm. We're going to take our uh, quick music break here. And in just a moment, we shall be back. Uh, this is Hardstock. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Heartstock Radio. Today, our guest is Alyssa Agrifolio, and she is with the New York Football Giants. We were just talking about how Alyssa started working for the Giants right out of college, and she has been there, you said, Alyssa, now going on 12 years. Yes. Yep. So, shed some light for us. It sounds like you're doing a lot. Um, to con- to give back to the community, tell us a little bit about what your your average day is like there and the work that you do. I-, I would imagine it's it's a heck of a lot of fun, especially you you're still there after twelve years. That's a good sign. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We uh, you know it's funny. People always ask, you know, what's your typical day like? And I love giving the answer that there really is no day that is the same. We're, we're always doing so many different things and our, our days are always changing and game day is totally crazy. I mean, when we get thrown into game day, we're dealing with last minute changes and, you know, who needs to be here and actually some of this, this person needs to go there and we're all running around and it's, it's totally crazy, but it's, it's so fun. And I think it kind of what, what makes the job so fun is that there's always change and and we're always having to think on our feet and it just makes it special um but I, I think one of the favorite parts my favorite parts about my job is that we get to host so many different types of events and you know we we get to see our community members come together we get to see our players come together and even our staff and coaches one of one of my favorite events it's called jingle jam and it's a huge holiday fest, and and we host it for 500 of New Jersey's foster children and their caregivers. And we've kind of coined the term for it that it's organized chaos. I mean, you have hundreds of kids running around the club level of our stadium, playing games and doing arts and crafts. And we have our players dress up as Santa, and every kid leaves with a duffel bag and a winter coat and hat and a toy. And it's truly 
such a fun event around the holidays and such a nice way to give back. So, you know, we get to see such wonderful events like that. Uh, We work with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. We love them. We feel so honored when these children choose the Giants as their wish. Uh, We really try giving them a first-class experience at our facility, meeting our players, watching practice. Of course, going to a home game. It's just, it's wonderful to meet our Wish kids and their families. Um, But I also get to host some really cool Uh, fundraising events as well. Uh, We have a 50-50 raffle on game day for Giants home games. Uh, We have raffle sellers roaming the stadium. They sell raffle tickets. And of course, with a 50-50 raffle, half of the jackpot goes to a lucky winner and the other half goes to our foundation to support our charitable initiatives. So a lot of fun stuff coming up. We have our, our golf outing. We've been working on that getting ready hopefully we get to have it with everything going on with the pandemic we've had a lot of canceled events but you know um a lot of it is just event planning and and making sure that we're giving back to our community how has covid i mean this is our ongoing question to all of our guests (laughs) because we're all being profoundly impacted um have you been able to do anything virtually or has it kind of forced your hand to explore that world and that realm? Yeah, we, uh, at first, I think we really didn't know what to do and and we just had to get creative with it. And we've really done our best with our virtual events. We managed to double the number of appearances. Now I know they weren't in-person appearances, but we still managed to double what we did in the previous year and during this pandemic year. So we were really proud of that. And we found ways to have our players just quickly sit down in front of the computer or their phone and, uh, you know, hop on zoom. That's, that's the new thing now. Right. And, uh, we just, we had fun with it and we really, we really did our best to not change too much and try to keep things as close to what they were as possible pre pandemic. Um, and I think we were pretty successful with it. Maybe it would be, kind of interesting to learn a little bit about the history of what you're doing and or the history of the team. I mean, I have to confess here that I'm not um, I'm not very knowledgeable about uh, the Giants or, you know, <laughs> or their, their history. I mean, I know that there are many, many fans and listeners out there who are truly passionate about their team. Sure. I would love it if you could Absolutely. talk about that a little. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, we're actually, we're pretty old. Uh, the Giants were founded in 1925 by, uh, by Tim Mara, and we were one of the very first professional football teams. So we have some pretty good history behind us. Uh, the team is still in the hands of the Mara family today, which is really cool and is now also co-owned by the Tisch family. Um, but we've had some really good years. We have won the Super Bowl four times, one of which I was lucky enough to experience. Uh, that was the, the 2011 season. So that was really cool. And my family got to experience that. But we've had some good years with that. We've, I mean, we've always been local to the New York, New Jersey area. We've called quite a few stadiums home. I believe it's probably six stadiums at this point. So uh, we've been around for quite some time. Um, and a little fun fact, uh, Wellington Mara, who owned the team until his death, was known as the Duke, which is stamped on every single Wilson football. So just a really cool way to honor him and, and the Giants and our legacy uh, that that his nickname is is on all of our footballs, all of all the footballs. Um, so really, really cool. 
that uh, that we get that mm-hmm. that legacy in him. And how about uh, what you're doing there if, as far as the philanthropy and the corporate giving aspect of the team? Has that evolved over time? It sure has. Uh, it's it's funny. My my boss, actually, Allison Stangaby, she founded the community relations department for the Giants. And honestly, she was she was a pioneer in our field. This was at a time when there weren't many community relations departments and she felt strongly about giving back and giving our players a platform to show their support. And it, it has evolved in so many ways. And and now you look every team, every sport virtually has a community relations department. And, and we have heard a, you know, the giants have heard a thank. She totally paved the way and made a community relations department super important for the team. From there, we were able to fa- uh, find the Giants Foundation. Uh, so the foundation was brought about in 1993, I believe. So that was really cool. She was able to start that and, and she still works on the foundation to this day with me. And, um, you know, we've, we've really worked hard to, you know, listen to our players, our coaches, our staff to help guide us and, in turn, provide a positive experience for our fans and our community. You mentioned the players. How do they get involved? I mean, is this something that you come up with an idea and you um, send out a memo and say, say, hey, show up? Or do they, do they, how do they, yeah, how, how are they involved? That is definitely a way that we do things. Um, but you know, it's, it's really, there are so many opportunities for our players to get involved. A lot of times they approach us and they feel strongly about a a cause or an initiative. And, you know, we, we try to make it work for them. We maybe partner them up with an organization and a local nonprofit that maybe resonates with them or the cause that is important to them. Um, Sometimes we have these really cool events that we've been doing for many, many years and, we kind of put an ask out to our guys and say, Hey, is any of any of this sound interesting to you? Is this something you'd want to get involved with? And we're so lucky. Our players are are so passionate and they care so much. And we we truly never have a difficult time getting players to come to our events or volunteer their time. And you know, we we have a very good program in place. And I think if you were to ask any player what it's like you know, when, when they get in the, in the car after coming to an appearance of ours, they're always so grateful and humbled by it and truly appreciative. And people always say, oh, you, you know, you, you get to see so many fans and community members and, and they're so touched and, you know, they're meeting their heroes and, you know, you're doing such wonderful things for, you know, these kids and these fans. And that is absolutely true, but it's also so unique and so wonderful seeing the other way happen. So our fans and our community having such an impact on our players. And and that's how, you know, okay, we're picking the right types of events here. We're picking the right types of community initiatives. These guys truly feel the impact and it makes them want to do more. It makes them want to go back out in the community and see what else is out there. And, and they trust us to find these really wonderful events and appearances for them to give back. And we're really grateful for that. And I thought I read something about wives getting involved as well. 
Yeah, we have a, a great program with our wives and, and girlfriends and fiancés and, and anyone really associated with our players and coaches. Um, and we, we give them opportunities as well to give back and, and join the team. The Jingle Jam event that I spoke about earlier uh, with the foster children, our, you know, our wives love coming to that. They they do the arts and crafts section and they just have such a wonderful time with the kids and the families. And we're very lucky to have them as well. They're a good support system. So I was hoping we could talk a little bit about any corporate or other um partnerships that you have going on and um, how you find these and anybody that you'd like to give a, a shout out to that's supporting your work? Yeah, you know, we've had a lot of really wonderful partnerships throughout the years, uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation, Special Olympics of New Jersey. I mean, there are so, so many organizations that we've truly enjoyed working with and uh, have really given us so many opportunities to give back to the community, whether it's with our players, our coaches, or even our staff. We actually, this past year, we did a, an initiative that we called Team of Teams, and it really was spearheaded by our, our head coach, Joe Judge. He split the entire team up into nine groups, and each group had to take on a social justice initiative. So whether it be um, police community relations or criminal justice reform, and you know each each group really tackled these issues and worked together to find a partner organization and show how they could give back. And this is a time during the pandemic where you know we can't meet in person, and, and New Jersey had very strict guidelines and rules with with COVID. So, I mean, our group really rallied together and pulled off this amazing initiative. Um, like I said, it was called Team of Teams. And at the end of the day, we were able to donate a lot of money to these organizations as well, which we were really proud of. And, and our, our players got really involved. And, you know, there were, there were so many. One was focused on voting. That was RISE. You know, we truly enjoyed working with them and, and the New York City um, Police Foundation, we enjoyed working with them as well. That was our, our police community relations partner. Uh, My Sister's Place, they were wonderful. I mean, truly all of these organizations were so, so helpful and really wanted to educate our players and our coaches. And they they took this and ran with it. And it it ended up creating this program that we're, we're going to do it again this year. And in 2021, it, it ended up being that impactful. So we're really, really proud of our partner organizations and uh, we look forward to doing this again in 2021. So what is it that, you know, what was kind of the end point when you're teaming up with the organizations? Is it delivering manpower or just rallying the public, trying to get more people to show up? You share a little bit about that. Yeah, it was it was definitely a little bit about that, you know, engaging with the public and and showing them the ways that we show our support. But a lot of it was also educating ourselves as well. Um, And and some of it was even mentorship. Um, One of the organizations, it it was really cool. They they partnered um, players up with some of their students and their youth. And really, these guys served as mentors for them. and, And these kids looked up to our players so much. And Maybe behind the scenes, people didn't really know that that's what they were doing, but it 
it was impactful enough that, you know, as people started finding out, oh, wow, the Giants are doing this really cool initiative and really doing the very best they can in, in these pandemic times, but finding ways to still be impactful, whether it was getting on Zoom with, with children and, you know, these partner organizations and speaking with the police and, you know, hearing from a police side of the story versus a player side of the story and and hearing different experiences with the police. I mean, that was that was a huge moment for our guys. And it it really just comes down to everyone working together and being on the same page of wanting to learn and educate themselves. And we we had such a good time with it. We learned a lot. How about the future? What what lays ahead? Yeah, you know, I I think for me, I would love to continue growing the Giants Foundation. We have such a great platform and resources to expand the work we're doing. And we're hoping once things get a little better with the pandemic, we can look to grow it more. Um, I know that we can we can do it. And you know, I, I started this role, you know, with the with the Giants um in twenty nineteen. It was July of twenty nineteen. And, you know, of course I was planning and working on a revamp and a relaunch for the foundation. And then sure enough, the pandemic hit. So some of these things are on hold and, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are dealing with that today. So I'm, I'm truly looking forward to maybe things getting a little bit more back to normal so we can really give the Giants Foundation the love that I want to give it. Um, so, you know, definitely in my plans for the future, but of course uh, the women's club, which is something I haven't brought up yet. Um, I launched the Giants Women's Club in 2014. So it's the official female fan club of the New York Giants. Uh, we have almost 15,000 members from around the country, which is really cool. And it's just a great group of women that are passionate Giants fans and will come together for events and such. And I'm always so proud of what we've been able to do with this group. But when you're faced with the pandemic, like we've all been going through, you, you know, I mentioned this before, you have to get creative. And we were forced to host our women's club events virtually, which actually ended up being a huge win for us because we got to reach our fans that don't live locally. So they were able to enjoy a women's club event that they normally wouldn't get the chance to attend. So now it's up to us to look at how we can better this club even more in the future and, and take it to the next level. So a lot of a lot of good things come in our way. Indeedy. And do you anticipate uh, things getting back to normal? I know New York was one of the first really hard hit areas in the country. Will you be playing, you know, fingers crossed, do you anticipate the next season being, you know, more hopefully normal? Yeah, you know, I I think we're getting close and, uh, you know, I, I don't know come September when our regular season hits, you know, what the percentage of capacity will be allowed at the stadium, but I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I, I really hope that we, you know, we get as close to normal as possible. And of course we just want everyone to feel comfortable and of course be safe yeah. and, you know, getting back to football will just be so exciting. You know, it's, it's so much about the fans and we just can't wait to give them back some, some good football, you know, in stadium as, as someone that's, you know, been with the team for so long. This was my first season not working at at Giants home games. It, it was kind of a weird, weird feeling sitting on my couch yep. <laughs> watching the games from home. But you know, I kind of just got used to it. It is what it is. And 
you know, I'm really keeping my fingers crossed for uh, a more full stadium in, in 2021 so that we can uh, we can get our fans excited for, for football and really Giants football. Where might listeners uh, find you or learn more, Melissa? You can definitely find me on LinkedIn. And I'll tell you this, I am the only... Alyssa Agrifolio on the planet. So I, if you just type me, type in my name on LinkedIn, you will definitely find me. It's Alyssa A L Y S S A, and uh, my last name is spelled A G R I F O L I O. So you can absolutely look me up on LinkedIn. Um, I always respond to everyone. I I'm really good about that. I always promised myself that I would always reach out to people that uh, reach reach out to me. So I uh, I will absolutely. Um, If someone connects with me on LinkedIn, I will certainly connect back. Mm. Thank you so much for being our guest on Heartstock. This has been a treat. And thank you, Jillian. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. This is Heartstock. As usual, we'll see you next week. Peace. Heartstock Radio is a production of KBMF 102.5 Butte America Radio. Hear our programs every Friday at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time via live stream at butteamericaradio.org. Hey,